Um, but yeah, so I told you I cleaned my room. I didn't tell you I rearranged my room. So we pushed my bed into the corner and we moved my desk over to like the opposite side of the room. So now I'm sitting in the corner um, against the wall and it feels very weird. Oh, jeez. I also have my freaking bi flag in my face because it's sort of billowy. Biflig. What? Biflig. That's not what I said. Bi flag, biflig. Oh. <laughs> yes, that. Um, but you know how it's like sort of the material sort of just like billows? And I have like the a ceiling fan on all the time, so it is right in my face. The material flies, hunty. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, um, so you know how I went down to see the show at USM? Yes. Um, well, <laughs> I had my first encounter in real life with someone who watches or listens to this podcast. Oh, no. Who was it and how and why? <laughs> <laughs> it was Abe. Oh, okay. I'm happy about that. And he went... Michaela, I really like your podcast. And I went, oh my god, you actually listened to it? Oh no! <laughs> when your response to someone listening to your work of art is just, oh no. Well, that's never happened to me before, so I was like, what do I do in this situation? Well, Abe, if you're listening, um, thank you. <laughs> Heck yeah. I hope that you in, you, you're enjoying the episode so far. <laughs> All right. So let's get down to business here. And not to defeat the Huns. It's been, what, two weeks since we recorded again? All right. Well, welcome back, guys. My name's Kevin. And I'm Mickey. And this is Who's Got the Sign, a podcast where we talk about different pieces of media and describe characters within them and give them star signs based off of how we feel about them. Uh, this week, uh, this is kind of an inverse of what happened when we covered the 100, because <laughs> what we're talking about this week is Shit's Creek, which is a show that I very much love and have seen a lot, and you were just experiencing for the first time. Oh, Yes. And did I stay um, up until 3.15 watching it last night to try and get as much as possible in before this? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Am I still in season two? Yeah, I am. It's fine. How, how far into season two did you get? Um, I think I'm on episode 10 or 11. So right near the end of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so for those listening... Um, this week we'll be doing, uh, we'll be splitting up, um, uh, about in between two episodes of Schitt's Creek. This week we're going to be talking about three of the main characters. Next week we're going to be talking about the other three. So, you know, you might discuss things today about the characters based off your current knowledge of them. And those might change with more of what you watch and we can talk about that next week. But for this week, at least we can talk about what we know and, you know, figure out exactly what we think about these characters. I feel relatively solid on most of the choices that I made, which is funny because I did them very last minute, as always. Um, but I feel okay about it. So hopefully, hopefully I'm on the right track here. 
I feel pretty confident in my choices, and I have watched this show in its entirety about three times, and then have, like, skipped around episodes, like, here and there, aside from just that. So I will I will keep my discussion of these characters as spoiler-free as possible, but for you listening and for anybody else listening at home, you know, uh, if we do end up discussing any spoilers with storylines, plot elements, you know, uh, please go watch the show first if you're worried about that ruining the experience for you. And if we t- discuss anything negative about any particular sign in relation to a character, that is just the read that we're getting off of that character and we see how it relates to a specific sign. It is not saying anything negative about everybody included in that sign in general. Personally, I love to bag on Scorpios, and I am one, so if that says anything about anything. But anyways, let's, without further ado, discuss our first main character of the night, who is Johnny Rose. Mm. Johnny is, to give a bit of framework for the story, um, the Rose family consists of Johnny, Moira, Alexis, and David. They've just been screwed out of all of their money by one of their bankers who has stolen all their money from them and they are forced to move to Schitt's Creek, which was a town that Johnny bought David as a birthday present, as a gift um, for one of his younger birthdays. And now they have to live there and build themselves back up and just figure out how to live life in a completely new environment for them. So Johnny was the matriarch of the family our patriarch of the family and he like ran his own movie studio and like had all of these businesses going so he's very business oriented he's all about like being seen as powerful and like hard working he wants to be respected but not in like a super egotistical way he's kind of insecure about it sometimes and like just wants his family to get along and like wants them to respect him and see that he's trying to help them. But a lot of the times he kind of oversteps boundaries and, you know, says the wrong thing and upsets people because he has really poor social skills in that regard. Um, so he he's probably my least favorite member of the family, but that doesn't mean that I think he is a bad character. I just don't find him as interesting as the other ones we'll end up discussing. Yeah, he's just kind of a boring white man for me, too. And of course, you know, there are things I know about his character that make him more interesting to me in later seasons. Well, yeah, of course. But I think going off of from season one and two, he's definitely like your kind of like your stare he's definitely like your stereotypical like rich white man character the only difference between him and the father character in the show dynasty is that he's not doing anything like illegal on purpose except for the weird milk thing which yeah that (laughs) that episode is kind of weird where they try to illegally smuggle milk Oh, yeah, and that's one that I watched last night when I was half asleep, and I was like, what is happening? What's going on right now? Um, For Johnny's signs, I ended up having him as a Capricorn sun, a Taurus moon, and a Virgo rising. Um, That might be exactly what I put. Like, literally exactly? No, I had Virgo and Taurus flipped. <laughs> okay, that's funny, though. 
that doesn't happen that happens sometimes but it doesn't happen that often where it's almost exactly the same no usually usually we're like way off base from each other um i feel like capricorn as his son is pretty self-explanatory um if you if you've seen the show or you like know a bit about his character and Mm -hmm. like it comes across from the little bit that I described in the introduction for his description as well. But like, he's very, he's all about professionalism. Like he wants to be seen as this good, hardworking businessman who's always knows what to do and can make anything work out. Like he's also very like traditional in the fact that like he want, he has this very, not rigid idea of family but like he's all about like his family getting along and like wanting them to like work together well and like just like I mean they have that like stereotypical 50s family um thing going on where it's the mom and dad and then your family yeah the nuclear family where like the one dad one mom and then one son and one daughter so like there it's there in that kind of sense but also he's just very like set in his ways and like knows exactly what he wants and is pretty stubborn if he's not getting his way yeah and there's also like now forgive me if i say this wrong but i feel like there's an aspect of capricorn as well that's like they don't really know how to express the love they feel for other people um so they don't like express it as often as they should or want to because they don't know how. And I feel like I definitely see that with him as well. That is definitely the case. Um, I won't say like specific scenes because it will be spoilers, but there are moments throughout the show where like Johnny tries to express like his gratitude towards his kids or to like Stevie or Moira. And it's always just so awkward. It's awkward and like that like the worst way to go about handling it like it's usually like a gift or like uh, an expression of gratitude that they don't even want yeah i'm just reminded of that one time where they were trying to like plan the really shitty surprise party yeah he was like i appreciate you kids and it was the most awkward hug in the world mm-hmm I think about like the scene when David gets his first job in Schitt's Creek at the grocery store as a bagger and <laughs> Johnny ends up calling him like three times in a row and getting him fired just because he wants to like check up on him and like make sure that like he knows what he's doing and that he's doing a good job like that <laughs> comes from a place of caring but also very irresponsible and not something you should be doing. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, so I mean, I feel like we're in agreement when it comes to his Capricorn. Um, Why did, um, so you ended up saying Virgo for his moon. Why don't you talk about that? Um, Let me scroll down one sec. Okay. Um, So similar to what I was saying about not being great at expressing emotions, um, that's like a big part of Virgo moon. Um, and it also is difficult for Virgo moons to receive that kind of love in return, um, which goes back to what you were saying at the beginning about him being kind of insecure, um, like feeling like he doesn't deserve the stuff that he gets and that um, he has to just keep working hard for more things in order to feel like he deserves it. Um, 
And that's where I went with that. Um, and there's also stuff about being nitpicky and fussy and... If I were one of his children, I would literally throw a fit. <laughs> I mean, that's what Alexis and David do on the regular. So. You're right. But I mean, like, full-on temper tantrum on the floor. Like, I wouldn't be able to just be, like, handling it. <laughs> um, I am also a mess, so there's that as well. But, you know. Yeah, but Johnny is, like, a, an, an extra mess. He's a special kind of mess. You're right. Um, I, so I... I had similar ideas when going about picking his moon sign and I ended up going with Taurus because I think I went in a little bit of a different direction thinking about his emotions, thinking more about like how he's trying to be with the family. Um, and then also just like taking into account things like Taurus is sometimes being seen as like kind of greedy or like being like financially savvy. Like, of course, he that comes into question a bit considering that he's part of the reason that they lost literally all of their money but we do know he at least ran successful businesses for a long time so he has to be financially savvy in some way mm -hmm. but you know he's he seems like he's pretty dependable or at least like other people can depend on him if he's put in the right situation and like has a lot of love and support for his friends and his family even if it isn't always coming across in ways that they need it to um and just like you know he he seems like a person who needs a lot of affection and closeness from other people who also like with that tourist thing going on liking to indulge in the more fantastical and like uh more expensive side of life because like that was how he lived for most of his life. He had the money to do that. And it's hard for him to break that now that he doesn't have the money to do that. Um, but it, it, I, I think, honestly, it could be an either or situation. Because I think there are things about the Virgo moon. Like you said about like insecurity and all that. Um, so I think it could go either way. I just saw a lot more of the Taurus moon because of the whole like kind of possessive nature that they have around their relationships and kind of inserting themselves into situations where they might not need to and kind of like it, at least in Johnny's examples exacerbating situations or like making things more dramatic than they need to be because he thinks he's helping yeah and I think that's why I went that way with rising um is because that stuff is all sort of mentioned um, but it's more, like, how they appear and less about how they actually, like, are all the time. Um, yeah. Which is actually so, why why I went with the Virgo for rising, because I was looking at things in there about Virgo risings appearing, like, organized, reliable, put together, like, the leadership person, mm -hmm. the one who you can go to for things. And while I think that Johnny clearly has those things in him, I also think he presents that way as more, he tries to present himself as more like that than he really is. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Um, <laughs> this is one of those instances where they're both earth signs, so they are very similar signs in yeah, exactly. most aspects. Um, so really, it just depends on 
which things you decide to pick out which sign would go in which placement. I always forget which ones go in which element. Did we pick all Earth for Johnny? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. figured. He's a very <laughs> grounded character. Um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So those three are the Earth signs, and then Pisces, Scorpio, and Cancer are water. Um. I know oh. Leo, Sagittarius, and Aries are fire. Yes, and then Aquarius, Gemini, and Libra are air signs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh. I think honestly, it 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 is an either or situation where like it the Taurus and Virgo are either the moon or rising, depending on how you look at it. Um, and like you said, they're so similar that mm-hmm. like. This you might can genuinely be them. the most similar one we've ever had. It really might be. I'm kind of shocked. <laughs> Look at us go. We're finally getting the hang of this after how many episodes? Like 15? Uh, we don't need to put a number to it. Um, so <laughs> for Johnny then, we would have Capricorn, Sun, and then either Taurus or Virgo for Moon or Rising, depending on how you looked at his character. Yeah. All right. Do you want to talk about Moira? Boy, oh boy. Moira is a lot, to to put it bluntly. She is like, she was like a celebrity before she, you know, lost everything. And she was in like soap operas and she apparently had a singing career, but like, I don't, I don't understand how. Um <laughs> Um, she's played by the marvelous Catherine O'Hara, and I constantly will only think of Catherine O'Hara as the mom from Home Alone. So, I have that issue to get over with this, with this show. (laughs) But, um, honestly, Moira's just extra in all aspects. She speaks with this, like, old Hollywood sort of accent that no one ever actually uses anymore. And Dad, stop acting like a disgruntled pelican. Yeah, that one. And wears like six bajillion different wigs that she just like changes on a daily basis. And sometimes she'll just show up with black hair and I'll be like, what happened? Because <laughs> I forget about it. Um, but she's the she's the mom of the family and she is a large portion of the reason that her children are as dramatic as they are. I I she okay so I'll say this about other characters as well but she is my favorite character um because <laughs> she is so iconic and Catherine O'Hara makes her so great like one of my favorite pieces of trivia from the show is that she was the one who decided on the whole different wigs for every episode thing and was like a big influence into like how Moira dressed and all that that's um, excellent That, like, that alone makes me love the character. And then just, like, she is the most... I mean, all... Like, her, David, and Alexis are all incredibly, like, quotable. But I think she has some of the best quotes in the entire show. Um, And I I just love her. Um, (laughs) what What did you have for her signs? Okay, so I had... Taurus, Sun, Leo, Moon, and Aquarius rising. Uh, her rising was the one that I was the least sure about of all of them today. 
So I also was not super sure about her rising to the point that I made it the same one I had for her son. Um, so I said Leo sun, Cancer, Moon, and Leo rising. Okay. So I feel like the reason I went for Taurus is because she is so blatantly materialistic that I felt I couldn't not do it. Um, I did originally have her down as Leo for Sun, and then I changed it because um, I was thinking about it a little bit more, and Taurus Moon didn't really feel right. Um, <clears throat> so Taurus is all about like not only the materialistic aspect, but also about like hands-on work and granted she doesn't do a lot of like building and stuff like that because god forbid she get her hands dirty but she does like philanthropic stuff or at least attempts to um and i i think that is where I, i took that from is that aspect of her character um and yeah, again, just the materialistic thing is like a huge part of Taurus Sun. So material things being of great value. There's a whole episode where she freaks out about this old ugly bag. So just just in case she needs to leave her husband in the middle of the night. She has to bring that bag. And don't fuck with her wigs. Oh yeah, that too. Don't they all have names? Yes, they do. Good. As they should. Um, I so like I I ended up going with the Leo for her son, and I do feel like that is kind of like the stereotypical pick for her. Um, but I think that it does fit in ways. You know, if you want to put someone who is the most dramatic and theatrical in this show, David might beat her out on it. But I do think Moira fits for that a lot. Um. Like, she is very dramatic. She's all about performing. And, like, even in just daily, day-to-day conversation is always, like, 100% in actor mode. And it's, like, trying to, like, make things sound really good or, like, seem suave and confident, even if, like, she doesn't know what she's doing. Um, Obviously, you haven't seen this part yet, but, like, she... I won't spoil what exactly it is, but she does end up running, like, an entire production of a show. So, like, there's that on top of that with that whole theatrical thing. Love Um, to see it. um, So, like, there's that. She's, like, super high energy. She's a very strong leader in that regard. Um, She has very bold and refined tastes from her, from being rich and, like, has a very hard time straying from those. And uh, and the other thing in Leo's son that I saw, the the quote about them always believing that they're in the right, even if they're not, like she will twist any situation to make it sound like even if she's in the wrong, she knew that all along. She was just going along with what the other person wanted and was just like, oh, what are you talking about? I knew that you were right the whole time. I, I said that the whole while. So like kind of gaslighty, but like in a comedic way. Um <laughs> Find a gas lady. But that that was like why I why I went with that. Like I totally see all of the like materialistic stuff because that is very much a part of her character. Like 
she is very focused on her appearance and like her uh, objects and what she owns but I think that also fits in with like the what I said about like her having bold and refined taste and having a hard time straying from that yeah I think that that makes sense um I feel like hers was the hardest for me in general because I just like I feel like her whole character isn't really her personality it's the personality that she wants people to see so it felt really hard for me to like pinpoint what actually i thought her her like personality was so i think that i would agree with you on that one um especially now because i'm reading the leo moon and it makes much less sense than it did when i put it down the first time so Mm -hmm. you know now, I I initially had Scorpio Moon for her until I changed it to Cancer Moon. Um, and it's because, like, under the Scorpio Moon, it talked about them, like, hiding their emotions and, like, brooding and all that. I don't think Moira does that. Uh, I think she very much expresses how she's feeling and will let you know how she's feeling. Um, yeah. Like, and the whole thing about Cancer Moons is them being very easily emotional. They have very strong reactions, whether they're very big highs or very big lows. Like, they are easily made moody if they're not getting their way or if they feel like they're being slighted in some fashion. Um, But aside from just, like, their reaction side of things, they can also be pretty sympathetic to other people. And I feel like even though sometimes it can come across as an act, I do think Moira has sympathy for a lot of characters. Like, we see it with um david and alexis that like she genuinely wants her kids to have good lives and like she wants them to succeed she just is has a bit of a hard time with like personal intimacy so she somewhat does it from afar but then also you see her relationship with characters like twyla or jocelyn where like if she sees them doing something that she thinks is like uncool or like that she thinks they should change even if they don't necessarily need to like she tries to coax them in the direction that she thinks will be better for them and Mm -hmm. it it feels like it's coming out of a place of like genuine care not just like you know oh you would be so much better if you were more like me which like that is that is kind of what she's saying but not so not in such a superficial way if that makes sense yeah I, I totally know what you mean um it's sort of it's not maternal necessarily yeah but it sort of is and it, like it, i just you just made me think of the episode where alexis is sick and Moira's <laughs> like absolutely just like miserable cuz she thinks that her kid's going to die cuz she has a cold um and like won't go anywhere near her and then like what did she do? Skip rehearsal to like go buy cold medicine? Is that what it was? Yeah, she. I think she yeah. skipped rehearsal to like stay with her to make sure she's okay. I think at one point, like she, Alexis asks her to feel her temperature, and she like takes a tissue and like puts it on Alexis's forehead before touching <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. It was. It was like all the stuff you were saying about how she like genuinely seems to care about these people even if she complains about them all the time and whatever um and it's not what one would normally think of as like a maternal instinct but it's sort of the moira version of a maternal instinct so like giving this poor woman with a 
really awful husband a designer coat, even if it's hideous. Because she, like, wants her to have something to remember her by when she thinks she's leaving. Of course, that doesn't happen, because nothing's ever that easy in television shows, but... Yeah. Yeah. So she doesn't have, like, a, a traditional maternal instinct, but she has something akin mm-hmm. to it. Is what I was trying to say. I agree with that. Okay. So that that means I agree with you on the moon, okay. then. What Do you want to say a little bit about why you did pick the other one for her moon? Well, like I said, um... I I definitely knew there was Leo somewhere in her placement, and Leo's son felt too on the nose, and and Taurus Moon, which is the other one I was gonna pick, just really didn't feel right at all. No, I don't really know why because I don't remember if I actually looked at it. Um, <laughs> um practical no. Yeah, that's literally why. Yeah, (laughs) that's literally the only reason I have is that's not nothing about Moira is practical. No, that's not a bad thing, but that's why her and Johnny work well together. Exactly, because everything about him is practical. So they balance each other out nicely. Um. But yeah, so Taurus Moon just didn't feel right, and Leo Sun felt too on the nose, so I went for Taurus for Sun and Leo for Moon. But looking at Leo Moon, it doesn't really make sense, because it talks about them being super warm and loving and affectionate and all of this. There's also, um, you want to be worshipped and adored as the king or queen you feel you are, which is is relevant. Yes. (laughs) But I think there's more that's not relevant than is so i still stand by my choice but i think yours is better okay (laughs) (laughs) and um i i had a hard time with moira's rising like picking one for her because i felt like a lot of them didn't really fit so Mm -hmm. i ended up just picking leo for that again along with her sun sign because like i feel like um moira Moira, like, hides some things from people where, like, she doesn't always show exactly how she's feeling and she tries to seem more confident, like, than she really is sometimes. But I feel like in most regards, the way Moira reacts to a situation or the way that you think about her is pretty accurate to, like, who she really is. I don't think she's doing a whole lot to try and, like, pretend like another person. Like, a lot of her dramatic stuff is very exaggerated and a bit more hyperbolic than she really is but it's also true to who she is like it's not like she's putting on an act 100% of the time she really is just that dramatic of a person so that's why I ended up going with that but I would like to hear what you said so I picked Aquarius um and the main reason that I did that is because of what I was saying earlier about how she kind of like does philanthropic stuff or at least attempts to um and did in the past Um, and because one of the main, like, adjectives that this page uses for the Aquarius Rising is, uh, humanitarian, which goes hand-in-hand with philanthropy, um, so it's about, like, sharing the wealth and stuff like that, which it seems like when they had wealth, that was something that they did often, was, like, donate money and stuff, 
Um, they don't seem like selfish rich people. They just seem like overdramatic rich people. Um, <laughs> but then there's also um, parts of Aquarius about being individualistic. Um, and it describes a turquoise pixie cut and a razor scooter. But with Moira, it's her wigs and her insane wardrobe. Yeah. There's no other way for me to describe it. It's just so extra. <laughs> yeah, I didn't pay too much attention to Aquarius when I was reading over it, but hearing what you had to say about it, I feel like that makes a lot of sense. I feel like I've never actually given someone Aquarius Rising before and had it actually make sense, so I feel very strongly about this now that I'm thinking about it. Fair. I'm good to go with that if you are. Cool. Um, did we end up coming to a consensus for her sun sign? Yeah, I, I said I agreed with you. Okay, so then we would have her for a Leo sun, a Cancer moon, and an Aquarius rising? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, so that was Moira, and now we're going to move on to our last character of this week's episode, uh, which we'll be discussing her and Johnny's daughter, Alexis. Um, Alexis is very dramatic, just like her mom, but she also has a lot of the practical side of her dad as well. She can be pretty flirtatious and savvy. She kind of knows how to like read a room and like pick up on people's emotions and knows how to make herself seem like the most important person in the room. Like she is very much a social butterfly. She can make herself work in any situation. And overall, she's just like has this very strong charisma that makes people want to talk to her and get to know her. Mm -hmm. um, again, I said this about Moira, but she's one of my favorite characters. Um, <laughs> she has an entire song that her actress Annie Murphy wrote called A Little Bit Alexis, which um, if you're listening and you haven't listened to that, I recommend it because it's fucking hilarious. Um, but yeah, it's I I love her. She's great. Yeah, no, I I was very very irritated by her for a large portion of the first season. But the more that I think about her, the more that I like her. I will say, like I don't know if the writers intended it or not, but I do think that like the first two seasons of this show which of course are the only ones you've seen so far feel a lot more like the first season of Parks and Rec or like Arrested Development where the characters are almost purposefully unlikable mm -hmm. and then like as you learn more and they develop more over the seasons they become more likable and I think Alexis is one of the biggest examples of that oh for sure She's so obnoxious in the beginning. Like, I just, I literally would just, like, roll my eyes every time she spoke for the first, like, six episodes. Literally the first episode, her and her family have just lost all of their money. They have nowhere to go. And she's literally like, no, my boyfriend, Stavros, is going to come pick me up in his jet. And maybe we'll come back for you guys in a few days. Also, Stavros. Also, we learned that Alexis has been kidnapped in, like, foreign countries, like, over a dozen times, so... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Let that say what it will about her character. <laughs> um, My favorite was the time that she was, like, this is the longest relationship I've ever been in willingly. 
willingly jesus christ um is she I... the people that got kidnapped by a nigerian prince or something and like got stuck in the castle yeah yeah um i had her as a gemini sun a libra moon and a sagittarius rising okay um i went a different direction with this so i said cancer sun aries moon and sagittarius rising okay so same rising different sun yes. and moon why don't you talk about cancer for her son? Okay. Um, so again, I had a little bit of a hard time with this one. I couldn't really pinpoint anything for a while. Um, but I got to I got to cancer and I was looking at it. Um and there's like parts about not tackling anything straight away and always like coming at it from the side and about being emotionally up and down. Um Mood swings that no one else understands. That's a very frequent one for her. <laughs> the only person who can, like, understand her lingo is her brother. And even then he's like, what in the hell are you talking about? Constantly. Ew, David. <laughs> Why was that so good? <laughs> I've watched this show too many times. Um, but yeah. Um, so everything about cancer is, like responding to everything with emotions and all this stuff and she talks about how she like never really cares about breakups but she's always like really miserable after it but yeah. just like for a second um which is more towards why i picked what i picked for her moon than her son but everything about her is like over emotional and i think that was like Similar to Moira, but in a different way. Yeah. So yeah, that's why I, I went there. No, I can see that. She definitely gets a lot of her um, over-emotional sides to her from her mom. Um, mm -hmm. She And I, I can see why you had that um, train of thought. When I picked um, Gemini, it was mainly like I talked about in her description about her being a social butterfly and like thinking more. I was thinking more along like how she works around other people instead of like her emotional stuff. Um, but I, I went this direction because like she is very much a social butterfly and Geminis are all about like we discussed this last week when we talked about Heather Chandler um, and Heather's. Um, you know, that the, she can really put herself in any situation and instantly find a way to interact with other people and to become the center of attention and really, like, make other people interested in what she has to say. Mm -hmm. um, she, But she also can be, like, very fickle and have issues with, like, actually deciding on something and, like, fluctuates on her opinions a lot. I mean, one of the main like storylines for her in season one is that she's in a relationship with ted and she wants to be with mutt but ted is like proposing to her and she can't just tell him no but she also won't tell him yes so she keeps like going back and forth with him about this and like wants to be with mutt and like all of this other stuff that's going on around her so like that is definitely where i saw a lot of her like Gemini traits of her being very easily adaptable to situations and being able to fit in well and flirt her way through situations, but also having a really hard time actually making decisions. Yeah, and I think that's I took from uh the Ted and Mutt situation. I that's where I took the tackling things from the side. 
Um, like she always has to like double back to actually go through with the thing that she wants to do. Um, because she just can't bring herself to just tackle it right as it needs to be done. Now that's relatable content for me. Um, (laughs) But that's not really relevant. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I think I think that that's just a matter of how we how we look at it. Um, I would maybe suggest a cusp situation here. I would, um, I, I, I could agree with that because it really feels like there's a lot of strong elements in both. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So you cool. you would uh, you would agree that she would be like a Cancer or a Gemini with a cusp of the of the other one. Yeah, I'm trying to think which one. I want to say Gemini Cancer Cusp. Yeah, th- that's what I would think. Also, um, um, unrelated, but I just went to, um, I just like Googled the, the cast because um, I was trying to, I didn't, I was just looking at the names because I just wanted to. Um, the guy who plays Mutt is my dad's age and I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that either. <laughs> I don't like it at all. I no, no, not kosher. No. Um, so I went with Libra for her moon, and it was in relation to the Gemini pick that I had because I think there are similarities there, mm-hmm. mainly between like not genuinely wanting to make a decision, but in this in this context about wanting to avoid confrontation and maintain like harmony and balance in our relationships because mm-hmm. Alexis is very much again with that whole thing about not wanting to make a decision it comes from not wanting to create conflict she doesn't want to fight with anyone she will but she doesn't want to like she's very capable of standing up for herself and like arguing with people mostly David but I feel like in <laughs> yeah. most in most situations like she wants people to be happy and she doesn't want to cause conflict even if she's literally putting herself in a situation where she has no choice but to create that conflict like with her relationships with Ted and Mutt like there is no way to get out of that situation with making everybody happy but goddamn if she doesn't try to find her way to do that and like it's just very much that whole like evasive thing and like wanting to make people happy and a big part about Libra Moon is like nurturing relationships and making people happy and all of that with like wanting to have like a strong sense of reasoning and like help other people but not being able to really deal with the conflict that comes from that sometimes yeah and I totally get where you're coming from clearly I took the complete opposite um (laughs) vantage point here because I went with Aries um, and it goes back to what I was saying about her, like, being super duper emotional about things and then just, like, being done with it. Um, and, like, the main trait for Aries Moon is that you have really strong emotional reactions, but they're very short-lived emotional reactions. So, like, she... Stavros broke up with her and she was like super depressed for a day and then she immediately was like yep I'm gonna go to this tailgate party and just find a random guy (laughs) and make out with him now of course she found the only attractive man in Schitt's Creek (laughs) 
and just like That's went up and was like, "Yep, too. I'm gonna kiss you now," and then just left. Ted is but, you attractive know, too. What? Ted is attractive too. Yeah, but I didn't know Ted existed at that point. <laughs> I off topic, but have you gotten to the point where Mutt shaves his beard yet? Yeah. Yeah, it's real uncomfortable. It literally hurt my soul. When I was first watching it through, I saw that scene and I was like, oh, this is so disappointing. <laughs> his face is so square. It re- yeah, he he definitely has a I need a beard face. Like, he's still attractive. Yeah, no offense to the actor who plays him, but... He's still like- attractive with a shaved face. But... Definitely the beard is better. The beard fits the character of Mutt way more. Yeah, for sure. Um, Ew, what the- Ew, hold on. Hold on. Oh no. Oh no, what's going on here? I just- I just- I have to show you this- I have to show you this picture of him with the worst mustache I've ever seen in my life. Oh my god. This is one of those moments where I wish there was a visual element to this podcast. Yeah. Just. Oh, no. We got to put that on the Instagram. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Look forward to a heinous image of Mutt's actor with a really bad handlebar mustache when this yeah, episode comes patch. out. And the soul patch. <laughs> he looks like he's on the set of Duck Dynasty. Ew. To be fair, this was during Winona Earp filming, which is, like, very different vibes to Schitt's Creek. But wow. Oh, no. Um, Anyways. (laughs) Moving on from that horrible image. um, I definitely definitely see what you're saying with the Aries, and I would initially say it would be an either-or situation, but thinking about things that happen in the show that you haven't seen yet i do think aries kind of fits for her more especially with the whole part of them kind of acting on instinct because Mm -hmm. there's a lot of things that alexis does throughout the rest of the show that are very like instinctual spur of the moment decisions that like she might not put a whole lot of thought into but ultimately work out well for her so i do there's a lot of things she doesn't put much thought into Yes, and that's not to say that she's not smart, because she is je- She is a very intelligent character, at least, like, socially. Yeah, she's and, not, like, like, book smart, but she yeah. is intelligent. There is she a is, difference. She is very street smart. Um, street smart. Street smart. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, wow. Can you yeah. guys tell we're gay and, like... <laughs> and, and awful. <laughs> yeah but i i i can actually lean more towards the aries because while i think that like the whole thing about her not her wanting to avoid confrontation and her being like evasive in that regard is still very much part of her character that's kind of interchangeable with gemini in a way so i feel like aries represents another side of her character so it would make more sense to have that along with the Gemini Cancer cusp instead of having the Libra as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, <laughs> I got distracted by that photo, um, <laughs> but I was going to say more. 
put it away. <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna talk about the second half of the description here. Um yeah. which talks about Aries Moons being impatient. Um and it says if things don't happen the way you want, there is a possibility you could go off like a bolt of lightning, though this is not to be confused with a temper. Um, now, do I think Alexis has a temper? Yes. Sometimes. <laughs> but I definitely see this aspect of things like she gets really mad and just like goes off on someone and then again just like shuts it off. Um. But then there's, like, stuff about them being spontaneous, headstrong, wanting to be, like, free and not wanting to be restrained. Um, also, they hate showing weakness. Um, so, hate needing help. Pretends that she's fine when she's very clearly not fine. Mm-hmm. Breaks up with Mutt and then immediately goes and tries to have a girl's night with his ex-girlfriend. Oh, Twyla. <laughs> Oh, Twyla. Twyla's so cute. You know, um, that, uh, um, I don't know if I already told you this, but that David, Johnny, and Twyla are all related in real life? I, you did not tell me that, but I figured it out because I was looking at the cast list and they all have the same last name. I mean, David and, uh, Johnny, it's very obvious. Look at the eyebrows, but... That's really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I said, I, I agree. I think that your Aries description there becomes more prevalent the farther along the show goes. So I'm I'm good to agree with that. Oh. I love how this is the one I've known the least about and the one that I've been most on with. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we both said Sagittarius for her rising. And I feel like that's pretty self-explanatory from what we've already said. Like, she very much is the bright, like, fun character. Like, mm-hmm. she very much lights up the party, like, is a freedom person, very optimistic. Like, that all is very much Alexis. Literally mm-hmm. has gone all over the world. <laughs> Sometimes Including not by choice, Korea. but... <laughs> yeah, no, like, she's literally had more life experience at 27 than probably her parents have. Literally, though. Um. So, yeah, I think it's pretty... I don't think we have to talk too much about it. Um, There's just stuff in Sagittarius Rising about bluntness, and that that's the one thing that I think doesn't always apply to her. Um... It goes back to what I was saying about her kind of skirting around things um, when she doesn't really want to do them, mm-hmm. like breaking up with Ted. Um, however, when it comes to her family, David. she <laughs> will speak her mind and will not absolutely care even a single iota what they say in response. So, yeah, I think that's all I really need to say on that one. That's fair. Yeah, I think that we're good to go with that then with the um with the Gemini Cancer cusp, the Aries moon and then the Sagittarius rising. Yeah. All right. So that's all of the main characters that we have to talk about, but we are going to talk a bit about a few of the main char- the side characters that don't get as much screen time, but 
you know, just wanted to give a few words about them. Um, the first one I love, and I know you currently don't like at all, um, is Ted. Um, He's just so boring. Ted and Alexis have a very weird relationship through the entirety of the show. And it starts out really weird and creepy, but gets like so wholesome and so cute like later into the show not to spoil what goes on with them but yeah i i really love it um and i can already kind of see it changing yeah he definitely in season one and two he his entire character is really just being a simp for alexis like that's just all he kind of has going on but like that you you get to know more about him as time goes on Mm mm-hmm um no at this point like where i'm at he's just come back from the like quote-unquote couples vacation that he had booked for himself and alexis um and he's like three times hotter than he was when he left and i was just like okay all right here we are this is good (laughs) this is a step (laughs) in the right direction yep (laughs) um i said that ted would be a cancer i gave him pisces um but I've also only seen the simpy side, so... I think Pisces fits, like, even the more that you learn about him. Like, he is very romantic and, like, is very in touch with his emotional side and, mm-hmm. like, very sympathetic to other people. Not even just Alexis, but to other people in her family and, like, characters that he interacts with. Like Yeah, and I mean, he's a vet, so he's gonna yeah. be a little bit, like, wholesome on the inside and just, like, you know... Yeah, I I picked cancer for very similar reasons. A lot about like the emo- being very emotional stuff. That like Ted can be like pretty like happy, but also like when he gets his emotional lows, like he can be pretty like like you know like a golden retriever when it's sad. Like that's kind of what oh Ted yeah, is, like, he absolutely sad. is a like, puppy very, dog. Like, put, like pouty face, like makes yeah. it known that he's upset about something like that kind of stuff um i think pisces honestly fits more but like cancer was initially what i went with yeah for me i tend to lean towards cancer more when i think of like the mom friend type person yeah i feel like when i think of like someone who's overly romantic and emotional pisces is where i default That, um, I mean, that's fair. It kind of is a sign for that. Yeah. But I think both are accurate in their own ways. Mm-hmm. That good, good water sign life. Um, but yeah. All right. And then the next character that we're talking about, we're getting into the shit family now. Um, <laughs> which, Jesus fucking Christ, what a last name. Um, but we're going to be talking about Jocelyn first. Um, my personal favorite of the shit family. Um, she is Roland's wife. She's definitely a lot less gross than Roland. Oh my God, he's um, disgusting. But she also like finds a lot of his like more what other people see as disgusting things. Like she kind of sees as like endearing for the most part. Um, but she's the leader of the Jazzagals, which is the acapella group that Moira joins. Um, 
and she is like very kind and like accepting of other people and like she has her moments where you can definitely tell she doesn't agree with something but she goes about handling the situation where like she doesn't ultimately say that she's upset with it or like doesn't agree she just tries to encourage the other person involved to like agree with her or like switch the situation around to not be so chaotic mostly that happens with moira (laughs) but um because of that i i picked her for a libra um so i wrote down virgo but as you were talking i was like "Mm, libra maybe fits better so i just think of like the whole like the running for town council seat um situation that they have like where there's some conflict with that but she ultimately like drops out because she's afraid that like she's upsetting moira and like hurting her yeah i mean i think (laughs) i went for virgo because i feel like she holds herself to quite a high standard um yeah she definitely does with between like her fashion sense and like her constant hair appointments to do the weird Farrah Fawcett thing with her hair. Um, So that's why I went that way. But as like as I was sitting here listening to you describe her, I was like, "Mm, maybe I should have picked Libra. So I'm going to just go with yours on that one. (laughs) I think there's an argument to be made that there could be a cusp there. But I Mm -hmm. think the Libra is more intense on that side. Yeah. Um... Our next character is Roland shit. Uh, I'll give you five cents if you can guess the name pun off of that. Um, But Roland is one of the first Schitt's Creek people that we meet. He's the mayor of the town. He is pretty gross. (laughs) Yep. And like is like just overall like kind of an unpleasant person most of the time. At least like that's how he is with the with um, the Rose family, especially Johnny. Like, he doesn't really understand personal boundaries and, like, kind of inserts himself in situations that he doesn't need to be. Um, but I do think that, like, there is parts of his character that maybe you haven't seen yet but do come across later on that, like, he genuinely cares about a lot of people and, like, wants to be there for them and, like, support them but doesn't really go about it in a way that is actually supportive. He -hmm. very much, like, doesn't really understand how to interact with other people, I guess is the best way to put it. Like, Roland is his own special kind of Roland way. He doesn't really operate in everybody else's world. He operates in Roland's world. Um, Yeah. I, I ended up going with Aquarius for him. See, I didn't really know. This one, I literally just put something down to put something down. Um, I put down Gemini. And I think that's just my own personal bias against the Geminis that I've had in my life. Because only one of them is still around. Um, oh boy. But, yeah, I just, I really just don't like him. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. I I was fluctuating between Aquarius and Pisces because I think like the Pisces part we I think he is very romantic when it comes to Jocelyn maybe not in conventional ways but like his attraction and his affection for her are very clear 
Like, yeah. And again, there are things that happen in later seasons where like he actually steps up and is like a good husband to her in certain situations that make me think that more. But I also think the Aquarius fits because like they're all about the individual kind they're the individualist sign in a way. And he is very much like his own person and not like anybody else. Oh, he's definitely that. Roland is nothing if not an individual. Yeah. He's so gross. (laughs) I have nothing else to add. That's fair. Um, So would you... Do you think we're good to go with, like, either an Aquarius or a Pisces for him? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. (laughs) So then... Our last character that we're going to talk about tonight, but not for the show, because we're going to do another one next week, is Mutt. He is Jocelyn's son. Which I keep forgetting. Um, who, yeah, I mean, they don't introduce it until, like, late into season one or halfway through season two, I think. Yeah, it's def- um, it was, like, halfway through season one, I'm pretty sure. But he he has an estranged relationship with them because he doesn't really want to, like... Um, oh no oh no no what happened you you just went "Ah." is it good now yeah you're fine now okay um so yeah i i would say that like he very much doesn't want to take after his father and like he he's estranged from them for that reason like his and Roland's relationship is kind of messy um but aside from his relationship with his family like he's seen as a very uh, solo person he likes to live in the woods and like do his own thing and like get around and travel and all this stuff like he he has a very free feeling about mm-hmm. him um and like him and alexis are kind of teased as like the it couple in the first like two seasons but the more we learn about them, we learn that they're really not the right fit for each other. Oh, absolutely um, not. But I do think, like, we get to see, like, a pretty interesting dynamic between them. Um, and unfortunately, I hope you're not too attached to his character because after season two, we don't really see him ever again. Um, but, yeah. So I I ended up going with Sagittarius for him mainly because of the fact that, like, he lives in a cabin in the woods by himself and it's, like, all about hiking and traveling and all this stuff, which, like, Sagittarius are all, like, they're that freedom sign. They don't really like commitment and they like to be free and doing their own thing. Yeah, I think for me it was, I I went for Scorpio, um... And I, I was paying more attention to, like, the emotional side of things, like, when he was with Alexis. Because um, I, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like maybe this is me reaching a little bit. But I just saw, like, I felt like he had so much emotion, like, that he just didn't share because he didn't talk a lot. And that's part of why him and Alexis didn't work out is because all she does is talk and he just didn't want to. Like, he just wanted yeah. to be, like sit in the moment and exist they're very different people oh for sure um and the only reason that they even were together in the first place is because again she found the only attractive person in the entire like party almost the entire town and just decided to make out with him (laughs) 
and that's it. I feel like it could be a cusp situation where it could be mm-hmm. either uh, like, like a Sagittarius with a Scorpio cusp. Like me. Yeah, true. You are this man with the mustache and the fucking soul patch. Maybe that's why I like him so much, though, is because I feel like I am him. Like, <laughs> are one. Oh, Jesus. I don't know. I mean, but, like, your names I... start with M. So. True. Also, his name is literally Dog <laughs> <laughs> Which I never made that connection, really, until, like, tonight. But mm-hmm. that's horrible. Also, why would you name your kid Mutt, anyway? They're... Have you met Roland? Unfortunately. All right. But that would be all of our characters that we're discussing this week. Um, for next week, the three main characters that we're going to be talking about will be uh, David, Rose, Patrick, and Stevie. We'll be talking about those three characters. And these characters are the ones who, like, I genuinely would say are my favorite. I know I said that about Moira and Alexis, but these are the ones who both make me laugh and cry the entire show. Um, So I'm really excited to talk about them and we'll cover the remainder of our side characters in that episode as well. Um, But I, I mean, I hope that you're enjoying the show so far. I know you said it was a little like awkward at first because of the characters and the humor, it but was like, rough I genuinely started, think that this is a show that gets better I'm... with every season that comes out. Yeah. And I feel like rare. that's not the case for a lot of shows. I feel like they get worse over time, whereas this one gets better <laughs> over time. You know, <laughs> the problem with my TV watching habits is that if something doesn't catch me within like two episodes, I usually don't keep watching it. Um. And I feel like I miss out on a bunch of good stuff because of that. But I had a hard time starting this one because I watched like five episodes and I was still just like, what is happening? Mm -hmm. There's nothing happening here. I don't find this funny at all. What's going on? I literally, (laughs) I told my mom, I was like, I watched 10 episodes and I laughed three times. I, I genuinely think that, like, from season three on, the show improves astronomically. Yeah, I've already seen a lot of improvement in the last, like, five episodes. Um, I'm definitely going to try and watch the rest before next week, but there is no guarantee. <laughs> I would say you should at least watch... The, the rest of season two and three. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And like maybe skip around in four through six. But no. like. I've been. On the nights when I stay up, I've been able to get in almost a whole season. So it shouldn't be too hard. Yeah, I'll say for anybody who has listened to this episode and hasn't checked out the show yet. The first few seasons definitely hit a very specific niche and like that is my niche. So like I I find them good even though I don't find them nearly as good as season three through six. But I know it's a lot to say like, oh, stick it out through the first two seasons and then everything gets a whole lot better. But honestly, if you can do that, like the show is so heartwarming and so funny. Like 
the it's literally just the introduction of Patrick, who is in season three, like makes the show ten times better in my opinion. And like I I've seen the show three times through the entire way, and I've enjoyed it every single time without diminishing quality. So like I definitely recommend it if you haven't checked it out, and I would recommend like either watching the rest of it or watching some of it between now and next week because there is going to be a lot of things about next week's characters that I really can't like delve into super big detail about if you don't know everything that happens or at least some of the stuff so like we're going to get into definitely what I would consider the best characters in the show next week so definitely look forward to that for sure um see (laughs) this goes back to what i was just saying about how my habit of tv is bad um if you've been watching all of our episodes you'll know that one of my favorite shows of all time is the hundred you'll also know that i really hate that show (laughs) because it gets so like they've destroyed the characters by the end of the show that it just like i won't watch the last two seasons if i rewatch it again um however i get so attached to characters and that is why that is still one of my favorite shows even though it is like not good objectively um so what i'm saying is don't be like me (laughs) give things a chance because if it weren't for Kevin making me watch Shit's Creek for this, I would not have watched it because I would have gotten like two episodes in and been like, this is fucking boring. Let's let's never watch this again. Um so thank you. Yeah. I mean, you said that it's starting to get it better now, and I think it only gets better from where you are. Yeah. The last episode I watched was the one where Alexis got her secretary job. Um, but she hasn't started it yet. That's the next episode, so Hell yeah. We'll see how that goes. (laughs) We look forward to having you guys listen next week. We hope that you enjoyed this episode. And if you have and haven't checked out our other episodes yet, definitely go check those out. Um, Please follow us on all of our social media. If you follow us on Instagram, you get to see this really funny photo of Mutt when we post the episode next Friday. Um, But, you know, aside from that, uh, listen to us on Anchor. definitely uh give us a rating on apple podcast if you want to that helps us reach out to more people and aside from that uh we hope you guys enjoyed listening this week and we'll look forward to seeing you again next week heck yeah bye-bye bye thank you for listening to who's got the sign If you liked the episode, consider giving us a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps us spread our audience to more people. If you have any questions, suggestions, or just general thoughts, feel free to send them to who's got the sign, no question mark, at gmail.com. If you'd like to follow us on social media, our Twitter is at who's got the underscore sign, and our Instagram is at who's got the sign. 